Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Guy and a Gal podcast. I'm Matt. I'm G. And together we're a guy and a gal. We are going to be talking about everything from boys to birds to booze to boardrooms to bad dates. Oh yeah. Because we've, we've had, had a, a lot few of those. <laughs> <laughs> and let's face it, a bit of everything in between. So essentially you can think of us as your inner voice. We're having the conversations that everyone is thinking, but no one says out loud. We're like Dory. As in, from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Hello, it's your conscience speaking. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible impression. I'm very sorry, Ellen's generous. Anyway, this is going to be a fun ride, I think. We're going to cover... All of life's topics. And apparently Ellen DeGeneres is going to listen eventually. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you are listening, give us a shout. And anything that you sort of want to hear that we haven't said. Drop us an email to guyandagalpod at gmail.com. Otherwise, strap on in because here we go. Matt, we've been friends since we were 11 years old. It's a really bloody long time. I can't quite believe we're actually sat here, to be honest. You and me both, pal. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially, we know each other very well, but our listeners in, let's face it, their thousands. Even their millions. They don't know us very well. They don't. So what we're going to do is a bit of a QA and a so you can get to know us. But a fun Q&A. We're covering the, the core basics, name, age, relationship status, university, job title, who they idolise, what are they smashing life at, and what needs some work. Though I think the way we've approached this is quite funny. So Matt said that we need to talk about all these things. So I went away and I provided basically just some bullet points and anecdotes, and you've written a bloody essay. Do you think that's a, a different girl-guy perspective here, perhaps? I would have said it's opposite to the stereotypes, though. Look at us. <laughs> Look at just us. reversing those gender stereotypes. So I think the way we're going to do this is you're going to read out what I've written about you. So who's going to go first? I think you should. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to pass you over yours. <coughs> so, name, Matthew. Matty, MJ Judders. <laughs> my personal favourite. So, MJ Judders was my Hotmail username. Thanks for bringing that up, Georgina. <coughs> Age, 27. Ouch and a crutch? <laughs> Duck and a crutch. I decided to try and do, uh, I typed in bingo lingo, and that's what came up. Oh. But what's better is 28 in a state. Oh, that would be a very yeah. apt descriptor. Talking to crutch was just a bit weird. Okay, well, thanks for that. Um, relationship status, newly <laughs> single and ready to mingle. And then there is an arrow pointing to the other side of the page, a limerick about Matt. There once was a guy named Matt. I'm currently sat in his flat. If we went on a date, I'm sure he'd be great. He's definitely quite a guy. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Thank you for that. That's lovely. Also, just to clarify, it's not if we went on a date, it's if he went on a date. You're not really my type, did you? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Something about being a woman. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, university, I went to Queen's Belfast. Yep, you got that one right. Um, Great crack, pronounced Craig. It's not pronounced Craig. Okay, all I'm saying is it's spelt like Craig. No, it's spelt like crack. (laughs) (laughs) It's spelt Craig. Well. If you took this C off the end and put it as a G, it would be Craig. So I think there's I know, but here's the thing, you're forgetting the accent. So like Northern Irish would say Craig and they Craig. and then they go Craig. Oh, okay, that doesn't work either. <laughs> the only way I can do a Northern Irish accent, my dad taught me this, is you've gotta think about your phone number. So it ends in sucks sucks eight. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that's not so bad actually. <laughs> Thank you. The other is you say hi, nye, brine, kai. kai. Yeah. Hi, nye, brine, kai. There we go. Perfect. It's quite a hard one to do. What did I study? You didn't say what I studied. Oh, 
I forget. <laughs> what did you study? You studied business management. Oh, thank you. Um, job title, head of RPA and automation company. You're right. <laughs> AKA the big cheese. <laughs> so that means head of automation for anyone who's like, I don't know what RPA is. I didn't until I got my job description in the post. Um, and global for good lead. Yeah. So I set up and I lead our corporate social responsibility. But I wrote the big cheese because that's how I like to think of you at the office with your little like robot minions around you. That's exactly how it works. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like the UN, just I'm Ban Ki Moon and I've got all of these robots sat around me. I think they, in my head, they look like Daleks. Is that a word? Mm, so they're, they're actually, they're, all, well, they're just on a laptop. Are they yeah. human beings? Mm, no, they're not even that. <laughs> <laughs> they're more like uh, just sort of software packages. Well, well that's it's very, a bit boring, isn't very it? sexy and shall exciting. We, shall we move on? Um, smashing life at collecting air miles that that is something i'm really good at yeah you are always on a plane thank you it's an honor that you're actually in the country right now well covid has grounded me yeah somewhat. aside from the fact that you can't get on a flight yeah i mean i'm stuck and honestly I'm stuck trying with to you. get time in matt's diary is an absolute mission. coming from you please uh i'm sorry i am i'm definitely someone, i was gonna say more available than someone you. doesn't tragic. <laughs> you are pretty available <laughs> Any guys out there, just uh, just send a number over. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a passion. It's getting out, seeing the world, travelling, and I mean... Such as popping to... Where did you go earlier this year, just for a weekend? When you say weekend, you mean 24 hours. Um, it was Tel Aviv, and it was a brilliant trip. As you do. Apart from the fact that it was the week before lockdown hit, and I very, very nearly ended up getting quarantined in Palestine, and... That was probably up there with one of the most terrifying things that's <laughs> ever happened. Places. And my mum was so, like, so angry about it, but in, like, a really kind of passag way. She was just like... Well, passag? Yeah. Passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard of the abbreviation. Uh, I love abbreviations. Um, but, yeah, she she just texted me and like, well, so is you right for going to Israel the week before lockdown? Oh, Sharon. I was like, Pff. we didn't know lockdown was happening, okay? Well, I was skiing. And my boss had actually said to me the week before, can you take your laptop with you? And I was like, all right, we'll it's be happy. It's a no happy. with a capital N. No, take it with me. I was what? like, if I get stuck in this ski resort, absolutely great. Try hard. Um, no, it's an, I can ski. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I take back my viciousness there. Yeah, imagine if you accidentally got stuck skiing. For but here's the thing, would you, would you have actually done any work? You wouldn't, you just ski the whole time. Not in the hours that the slopes are open. But also, there's only so many weeks that you can afford a seven euro bottle of Sprite. <laughs> That's true. I would have come to the end of the budget very quickly. <laughs> it's like, hi, hi, mum. Um, oh, no, forget mum. It would be like calling the foreign embassy and just being like, hello, I really, I really need to get home now. Uh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to rattle through the remaining ones. Yeah. Providing a podcasting studio. Well, I mean... Look at our surroundings. So you can't see what we're currently sat around, but we, we've we now recorded this podcast, I'd say, five times. About 79. So I'm glad you didn't say 69. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, we're surrounded by cushions, blankets, um, poofs. And I don't mean I don't I don't mean homosexual men. I mean just one of those one of those fluff. <laughs> Oi! Um, I just mean those sort of things that you put your feet on, otherwise known as maybe a footstool. I suppose we decided we were going to do this podcast sort of mid lockdown after several bottles of wine. Seemed like a really good idea. And then everything is a good idea after, after a bottle of wine. wine. Yeah. Do you remember the next day I called you and I was like, "Do you remember that conversation?" <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny because your tone of voice was like. Um, 
Matt, I, I, I'm kind of hoping that you've remembered. And I was like, Georgina, I, I'm definitely on board with this. Well, I had quite severe hiccups on the way back from the park, so I wasn't entirely sure. Well, that's always a sign of a good night. It is. And um, look at us now, surrounded by TK Maxx's finest uh, furnishings. I think essentially the entirety of TK Maxx. Probably one of my favourite stores, so... It's a fancy studio. It's, it's known as uh, Matt's living room. To be honest, anyone would be lucky to have this space. Got the kitchen is within an arm's reach, the lounge is within an arm's reach. <laughs> Basically, the point of this story is that we recorded this podcast originally on Sunday. We thought we were smashing it, didn't we? Yeah. And then the next day, it's always a good thing idea to do these things after you've recorded. We then Googled what not to do for a podcast recording, and uh, we did all of them. Like literally every <laughs> single one. <laughs> It's like, don't record it in a wooden floored room. Oh, whoops, done that. Don't record it on a hard table. Oh, did that. Make sure you have, you know, some sort of soft furnishings to dull the sound around you. Didn't do that. Make sure you don't drink coffee or alcohol. We drank a lot of both. Yeah, which I think is also why my voice was so fast. It was quite high. Mm, I think we were also both mildly hungover, which really doesn't help. But today... Today we're fresh. We're fresh as daisies. And I'm spelling fresh with a three. You know, when, isn't that what the cool kids do? No. I've got no idea. No, well, I'm clearly not a cool kid. Neither am I. Let's um, okay, so you also said smashing life at providing you with food and drink, spontaneously buying cars and things. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Georgina. Um, okay, so I think you... I'm quite spontaneous. So I wrote this down this morning as I was, <laughs> as I was writing yeah, it. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Matt walks into the room and says... So just getting this iPad out that I bought yesterday, and I was like, my point is proven. And I was like, look, come on, a guy's got to sort of fit himself out with the latest tech. I feel like every time I see you, you've got like a new gadget. I, I, I'm I, like gadget guy. You are. At the beginning of lockdown, do you remember you were like, I'm casually just going to buy a Peloton, and we were talking about this in the group chat, and wow. our friends were just like, that is the most Matt Juden thing I've ever heard. Okay, so I, are we allowed to say Peloton? I mean... It rhymes with reggaeton. But um, yeah, <laughs> bloody love it. Great, greatest app ever, but didn't realise that the bike was going to cost me basically a full month's wage. So um, I essentially parked that idea. So I instead bought a £150 spin bike off Amazon. Sorry, you didn't have the real deal? No. Oh, I'm judging Wait, you. Wait, did you all think I did? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just ruining that illusion. No, so I have a £150 spin bike from Amazon. Um, absolute bargain. And yeah, to be honest, I feel like that's quite a good buy for lockdown. Because it is the thing, you've got the class, you've got the instructor, you don't need a fancy kit that takes your blood pressure every three seconds. Do you remember that time, well I mean I remember it very clearly, so you must, where you, your car, your very first car failed its MOT. And I had to... You drowned your sorrows and then drunkenly bought a smart car. So that wasn't actually a smart car. It was it was actually a Fiat Punto. Oh, um, I yeah, I was working at Heathrow Airport and I was flying back from uni on this on that like Friday evening and had to go to work at like one o'clock on Saturday. And my mum was in her sort of typical sort of Northern Irish mother. She was like, "Well, you're gonna have to find your own way there." And I was like, "Well, I mean, how am I gonna find my own way there?" So that night, I took up on myself to just go onto eBay. And bid on the only car that I could afford, which was this Fiat Punto. eBay, of course, the go-to place to buy a car. car I mean, it's trustworthy, reliable, <laughs> you know, you've got a great warranty. Um, and so basically I bought it and we went to pick it up that morning. And it was absolutely fantastic for the fact that when it got to 45 miles an hour until 55 miles an hour, and I swear in my life this was it, it would shake very, very violently 
like where literally the entire car would shake side to side, side to side, side to side. And then as soon as you got over 55 miles an hour, they relaxed into it. That's normal. But yeah, that, that was pretty easy. I had a Ford KA and it did exactly the same thing. It was like driving a little tin box down the motorway. I actually remember your KA. Yeah, his it was name perfect, was Kevin. Perfect for your size. Yeah. <laughs> you are quite pint size. I'm quite not. <laughs> Which is also a great reason little you'd have large. a smart car. Little and large. <laughs> Okay, so smart car was my next one, and I bloody loved my smart car. I will argue to death with anyone who has anything bad to say against smart cars. They're works of art. You know that their name is literally Swatch Mercedes Art, because it was a combination project by Swatch and Mercedes originally to make like a piece of art. And it is a piece of art. You know, I didn't know that. Well, you learn something new every day, Georgina. You do. Um, Okay, so you said I need some work on getting some tea and you've written it in capital letters. Right, so when I arrived this morning, I asked for a cup of tea and that didn't have any. Yeah, okay. What kind of British person are you? Well, do you know what? I did my my ancestry DNA and I have zero English in me. That's probably it then. I just don't need it. My mother would be horrified. My Irish, Scandinavian, Eastern European roots don't need tea. We just have Gradvalax and dill. That's not what I thought you were going to say. No, I, it wasn't what I thought I was going to say either. But that's um, something you can work on quite soon. Yeah. You can literally sort that out this afternoon. I'm not fussy on the tea bags. Okay, so no preference either way? Probably a Yorkshire tea or a PG tips, but I'm not going to be too picky. Okay, fine. Um, so then my next point you've said is space available in my diary. Yeah, if you could work on that, that would be much appreciated. To be fair, recently it's been quite good. Yeah, it's been like only three months out from when we're planning. <laughs> fair. <laughs> Um, and dance moves, so panto performances. Okay, so do you want to give the backstory here? Yeah, so I think... Although I would like to, just before you do that, interject and say that I think my hip movements are pretty bloody fly. If uh, anyone would like to check out Matt's dance moves, we are currently uh, you know, live on TikTok. Yeah, which has received all of about 16 views. <laughs> <laughs> when you texted me last night saying, have we gone viral yet? I just didn't know how to break it to you. Well, I mean, you've done it now to everyone. <laughs> have a look and enjoy and maybe like subscribe upvote whatever you need to do just so we get upvote is that not a thing I don't think that's what swipe the teenagers left, on TikTok swipe is right <laughs> just do something please <laughs> so you're referring to so Georgina and I our, our sort of friendship formed more readily I think when we were probably about 13, 14 yeah and we did a professional pantomime um, at a place called Southall Park in Berkshire. Great place. Great, great place. And um, we were both cast as Christmas cherubs, <laughs> which uh, I'm just going to like set the scene. I'm six, yeah. six foot two, quite a strapping lad, 44 inch chest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a Christmas cherub wearing fairy wings. And I, at this point, was, I'd say probably about four foot ten, four foot eleven. Maybe, maybe even shorter. Yeah, maybe. Four foot nothing. We were quite the pair. And we emerged onto stage from an oven door. I think to explain that, basically the pantomime we were in was awesome actually, wasn't it? And yep. basically the set was made to look like a giant doll's house. So the front of the house came off as a doll's house would and the attic lifted up, didn't it? It was kind of like, it all opened, it was all it was all very cool. But basically there was one scene where the fairy godmother's in Cinderella's kitchen and she, I was going to say she or is it a he? They. They, sorry, yeah. They... Uh, cast their wand and there was a puff of smoke and we were meant to surprise appear out of the oven except on one occasion when um, Matt got a little bit stuck. Fatty Matty gets stuck in the <laughs> oven again. Do you remember the fairy godmother said oh he's a big one. <laughs> I was like cheers pal I've just got to go through years of therapy now to get over that public humiliation. 
but it's then, cancer, though. But then we Made would come on stage and do a dance. And, I mean, I feel sorry for the people who had to pair up with me as, like, dance partners because dancing is just not my thing. But dancing <laughs> has always been yours. So I take it as a, I take it as a, a piece of work. It's so a work thank in you. progress. And with TikTok, you can practice. Um, so what does that say? Valuing yourself and being proud of yourself. And this okay. is... I know I've been this taking is another the piss, thing that I need to work on. But this is actually a bit of a nice one. You have so many great attributes and you're so successful in so many ways, but I don't think you ever sort of let yourself believe that. So it's to say that you should and you should be proud of yourself. Well, thank you. And, listeners, Matthew has just got into Cambridge University, which oh. is major. So round of applause. Woo! I'm going to go vomit on the side. That's so embarrassing, but thank you. I'm going to be your cheerleader for your graduation day. (laughs) Thank you. You're very welcome to come along. I'll bring pom-poms and everything. But do you know, I I think that's something that I'm definitely guilty of, but I think everyone's guilty of. Like, Mm. it's in our world, like, we just compare ourselves all the time to everyone else. And so I'm so bad at that. I will always look at everyone else and be like, oh, look, they're having a great time on this holiday or they've just got a new job working for that company that I'd love to work for or you know they're meeting up with all these really cool sexy friends like I'm here sat alone in my in my apartment just surrounded by TK Maxx cushions like but the funny thing is all those things you've said I always think all of those when I look at your life and I think that phrase comparison is the thief of joy is so applicable here and it's something that I have to kind of tell myself on a regular basis yeah. Oh, well, I, and I think living in London, like we live in a bubble. We yeah. live in a bubble of like people who do the same thing, think the same thing, have similar lives. And like, do you know where we kind of get that anxiety because everyone's just on the go all of the time. Imagine it must be even more so for people who are like outside of that even more, like living out of London or living away. But then are you more used to not being busy all the time? Because I think in London, there's almost a feeling that you should be. And if you're not, then you're wasting it. Yeah, I don't really know. I think particularly when you're paying five hundred million pounds in rent on a monthly basis. It makes... Where are you living? <laughs> <laughs> my studio in my flat doesn't have cushions everywhere from paying, TK Maxx. I'm not paying five hundred million pounds here in Camberwell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that also brings me on to my final point that I wrote down for you in terms of need some work, which was slowing down and allowing yourself to chill out. Yeah, and I I do agree with you, but. I, Honestly, lockdown has really kind of encouraged that for me because I was always someone who kind of valued myself and my own self-belief was kind of built on having a full calendar, seeing a million and one friends every week, traveling everywhere for work, traveling everywhere for pleasure. And, you know, if I could spend as little amount of time in my apartment at the end of the day, great, I succeeded. And I think the thing about lockdown is that where we were literally forced to stay indoors, like I remember at the beginning, I would find weird excuses to go to the shops just because I wanted to get out. Mm. I didn't need another tin of baked beans or another lot of mozzarella. I had about 17 in my fridge. Is mozzarella an essential item? Uh, (laughs) Any other silly questions? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, like for me, I've really learned, like I've kind of had to step into that kind of more uncomfortable space and just be like, do you know what? I'm, I'm okay with sitting by myself and Get used to your own company. having my own company and reading and just kind of listening to my thoughts and being like, you have some really fucking weird thoughts, but <laughs> but that's okay. Like that's okay. Yeah. You know? And I think we're all like that. So well, there you go. I need some work. You're thank, working on it. Thank you for pulling it out. You're welcome. But um, yeah, we'll work on it together. Okay, then the final one is that you said my idol. So my idol, apparently, is Philip Schofield. And that I can be the next Holly and Phil. Or should I say we could be the next Holly and Phil? We could be the next Holly and Phil. 
Yeah, except I think you're probably more Phil and I'm more Holly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fine with that. I think also that was coming off the initial conversation in the park. And then we both decided that we should clarify what the objectives were of this podcast. And we realised we both had the same dream that be nothing big, but to just take over from Holly and Phil on this morning. I mean, do you know what? You've got to set your ambition out there right now. We have. Done. And if I could look that great at his age, he's a silver fox. Like, I want to look like that. There we go. Sexy, sexy man. <laughs> um, well, thank you, George. That was a that was a lovely that was a lovely seven pages of bullet points for me to read out. I've done something slightly different. So I have written you a, a two page paragraph, which I would ask you to now read to our listeners. Just to explain to everyone, I have no idea what is written on this page, and I'm quite nervous because you were laughing a lot as you wrote it down. I find myself sometimes quite humorous. Yeah. Okay. So it says, short in stature, but not short on energy. I'll take that. Yeah. Or short on jokes. (laughs) Okay, keep going. (laughs) Georgina Ross, previously known as Georgie, G-Dog, or more latterly, G, in brackets. Post the 2011 rebrand. I was wondering what 2011 said. Yeah, so basically at uni, I moved into my halls of residence and another Georgina had moved in the day before me and asked to be called George. Oh, the shade. I know, unbelievable. Uh, But another friend said to me, do you mind if I call you G? And I said, yeah, thinking that would be like kind of her name for me. And it stuck. I mean, why have a name when you can have a letter? Exactly. And I like to think that if I ever have, you know, like a rapping career, a release, a drop, a single, I mean, I could be like Lil G. Can we just discuss the, the, the chances of you having a rapping career? Pretty hard. So, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this space. I paused there to sort of think, would I agree? And I, I can't agree with you. No. You read my lyric. Yes. Talent. Okay. Undiscovered talent. Right. Keep, keep going. Keep reading. Okay. Um, it says... This fiery fun stick (laughs) is a marketing manager for a restaurant brand, correct? Currently basking in post-lockdown furlough life and ready to find Mr. Right, dot, 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 or Mr. Big, dot, dot, dot. Whoever comes sooner, no pun intended. (laughs) Again, just want to reiterate that Georgina is single, so if you do fancy her tones... Just just drop me a DM and I'll... uh, I'll Drop you a DM? Are you organising my love life? Well, I can be Casanova, right? Okay. And also, it's more fun if, if I enter them, too. No, no, I'm not so sure about that. Okay. <laughs> this is hilarious. She studied at Cardiff University, in brackets, did a brilliantly, intelligent, fantastically wonderful degree. The same course as you. <laughs> well, I did actually write, although I forget what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was on purpose because we studied the same thing, but No. 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 I thought we were friends. <laughs> Yay, Yay for G. G. <laughs> My idol, I think we're doing it in a slightly different order, but we'll roll with it. Her idol is the pop princess who inspired our theme song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. Not my only idol, but I'll, yeah, She's I'll take that. The mid-naughty sensation, that is Kesha. Oh, what a girl. So you might have listened to our intro music. Pretty jazzy, wasn't it? Her love is my drug. <laughs> <laughs> It's going down. I'm yelling. Timber. Timber. So when we were picking music for the intro, because, you know, this is a very professional podcast, as you can probably tell, we decided that intro music was essential. And the one we went for, we did think sounded a bit like Kesha, but then I think we also chose it based on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, she is just phenomenal. Are you trying to come up with a song lyric? I was trying to think of another pun, but it it failed. So moving swiftly on. (laughs) Okay, the next bit, I don't know what... Is this my positives? This is your positive. Oh, my yeah. smashing life. Okay, she's smashing life at TikTok. 
Having unlearned, unleashed. Unleashed, yeah. <laughs> what have I unlearned? Probably a lot of things <laughs> down to be honest. She's unlearned all of her degree. I honestly don't know how I'm going to go back to normal life. I think it must be a challenge. Like, what, you've had now three months off work? Yep. And <laughs> you've got another two to go? Uh, well, hopefully not. We shall see. But having unleashed her inner creative while the rest of us languished on endless Zoom calls. I was going to write while the rest of us worked, but I felt that was just a bit too cutting. <laughs> also probably true. I may have dedicated the past few months of my life to TikTok. Check it out. Enjoy. Uh, well, one of yours did get like tons and tons of views, right? Two of them, actually. Two. Oh, sorry, Two. sorry. I've, I I didn't realise the presence of great <laughs> <laughs> Well, the very first one I did, I'd been basically pre-lockdown, asked by my boss to look at TikTok for work, to come up with a strategy about how we do it. And it was one of those things. found myself very quickly in a twi- uh, Twitter old school millennial in me trying to get out in a TikTok hole and thought I'm just going to give this a go I filmed this clip which is to um, you know the Pitch Perfect soundtrack that and I thought I'd give it a go and I filmed this thing and my housemates were like you're going to put it up and I very very nearly chickened out thinking that it wasn't funny but they convinced me to do it it's funny how unfunny things can be when you listen to it over five million and times. Over I think they were just like, please. And over and over <laughs> and over again. Much like us recording this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I think they were basically just like, please just put it out there and never play that song ever again. So I did. And one of them literally said, what's the worst that can happen? No one sees it. So I thought, yeah, all right. And uh, here we are. Do they work for Dr. Pepper, by chance? <laughs> what? <laughs> their, their marketing campaign is literally, Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? Uh, you work in marketing. Sorry. But uh, apparently the worst that can happen is that it's now got about 800,000 views. <laughs> and then there was the Zara one. where basically, The Zara one is my favourite, and I've shown that to so many different people. <laughs> I basically dressed up in various outfits and impersonated the Zara, the modelling photo shoots. Spring, summer 2020. Mm. To be fair, though, if it is a marketing campaign, it genuinely has worked because people are talking about it all over the place. Oh, you think that was done on purpose? Uh, maybe. And lots of people have commented. I mean, one of the, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, which is quite likely a lot of people, um, like there are literally photos of the models stood on top of like a grill or lying in a bathtub or you know, crouching down on the floor with sort of like a rug over their head. And the idea is that like, you can see all of about five millimetres of the piece of clothing. Funniest thing was when I did the one where I'm lying in the bath, which is actually Zara part two, I just put this dress on. I bought this dress last year to go on holiday. Never wore it. So it's been sat in my wardrobe for the best part of the year. And then you just bathed in it. I have. And the best thing about it was I'm now so used to doing TikToks. That was a one shot wonder. I literally just (laughs) ran the bath, laid down, pulled a face. That was that. Amazing. Well, yeah, One, creative talent. Take, what, if only we'd, if only we'd had that talent on this here, you know. One take. I won't take that <laughs> Okay, she could use some work on. Oh, no, sorry, you've actually missed, I did say, and she's a solid 8.4. Work it. Brilliant, thank you're, you. You're welcome. <laughs> What's the point four out of interest? Where did I lose 1.6? Well, firstly, you are a female, for me. That oh, okay, a... right, fine. I think that in general, I was like, wow, <laughs> here we go. Um, And I also think that you could be ever so slightly taller yeah you have put she could use some work on her height she's a little teeny tiny pocket size chocolate bar you know like those fun size bars i would say that i'm like a full-size snickers but you're the fun size snickers <laughs> you're the one people put in their pocket and they just whip out anytime 
Oh yeah, I do like those actually. Like the little Milky Ways, they're all my favourite. I'll take that. And uh, she could use some work on her height. I've been trying for 27 years. We could get you on the rack, you know, take you down to London Dungeons and just get you stretched out like they did. Yeah, great idea. I'm sure that'll work really well. In the sort of 1700s. (laughs) She could also use some work on caring less about what other people think. Note to self, Matt won't think you look sick if you show up to record the oh not wearing makeup so basically today I texted Matt in advance to say by the way I'm not wearing any makeup and you couldn't believe I'd done this but I was just like so but I did this once to work not long ago I thought I'm not going to wear makeup to work today because I don't have to rocked up to work and the amount of people who asked me if I was ill was shocking I think that's so bad it's almost as innocuous in my head as me going hey Georgina just to let you know I didn't shave my chest hair today why would you care? Because your chest hair's not on show. I think when they said it... If I wear a low-cut top, or I fly open with two two buttons open on my shirt, you can see... A treat. All of that. You'll be a treat for the eyes and the ears. <laughs> we'll get that on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm I think so sorry. When they said it, I was like, this is just the way my face looks. I can't believe that. As a, as a gal... Yeah. Do you get that a lot? What, people telling me I look ill? <laughs> no, I meant more just like... If you're not wearing makeup, people like assume there's something wrong. Because I, as a guy, I literally have obviously never encountered that before. I think in it depends if you are a makeup wearer or a non-makeup wearer. So I think because I wear makeup usually, if I was to turn up to an event without any makeup on, people would question it. Whereas I've got a couple of friends, like two of my best friends actually don't wear makeup really at all. They just never really have done. So I'd never think anything of it in the slightest. And I don't think it matters at all. But isn't that interesting, actually? It is. It is like we can just... Wake up, put on some clothes, do our hair, get out the door. I think if I was going to hang out with friends, I wouldn't care about not wearing makeup. Go for dinner at a friend's house and not worry about it. But if I was going out and about, then yeah, I'd always wear makeup, which is really bad. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, Donning my hair as well. My roots at the moment are looking to be honest, lovely. I, I am confused as to what colour your hair actually is. is, it, is it... <laughs> Naturally blonde. <laughs> <laughs> is it blonde? Is it brown? Is it... That's, okay, that's always that as bad shade. as my... <laughs> middle <laughs> shade. <laughs> don't know what you call that. So I was talking Strawberry to my mum the other day about going to the pub now that, you know, Boris has released the Brits. But I said, oh, no, you know, I haven't actually got any plans to go to the pub at the moment. And my mum was like, well, you can't. And I was like, well, I can. Boris says that we're allowed now. Why, she why went, can't you? With the roots like those, you really shouldn't be going Shut out in public. <laughs> Jackie. I know. No wonder you have... Savage. No wonder you're caring what everyone thinks about you. This is a deep-stemmed, rooted behaviour. <laughs> was quite From funny childhood. <laughs> Absolutely savage. But I'm getting them sorted, so don't fear. Okay, good. I'd like to know how Jackie's roots look right now. That's all I'm they saying. They look quite fresh, actually. She had hers done as soon as... Oh, like, really? Yeah. Outrageous pain. in the suburbs, isn't it? Mm. Commuted that life. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. Okay, um, so... You've then... also put here, you stunner you. Thanks. You're That's welcome. cute. Okay, so the final point. She is very... With many E's. Very easily distracted... By one of her phones, in brackets, drug dealer. I mean, why do you have a burner phone? I don't have a burner phone, I have a work phone. But you're not working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we still talk a lot in the group and, you know, I might be called back to work any minute now. Any any minute. Given Someone could need a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone needs a pizza and they need to market it now. <laughs> Drop everything. Oh, I do talk quite a lot with my colleagues. I, do you know what, as well? I Yay, work friends. Oh, friends. <laughs> no, I, I jest, but I took your advice and I actually bought a work phone as well. And it's so great just to have a work-life balance because I bought a super cheap SIM card, put all of the apps on the other. And for example, this week, I'm off work, turn off my phone, and I haven't got a clue what's going on. And it's 
Bless. I do think it's such a good idea. I think the nature of my current job is almost an always on that my colleagues, there will always be one of us working at any one time. So it is a bit different. But in my last job, I would turn my phone off for the weekend, put it in a drawer. And that was that. And I think that's really important. Particularly during lockdown. Mm. Where there's literally no escape. We can't leave the office or have an excuse that we're going out to see friends for dinner. You know, it's like, well, you're stuck at home. What else are you going to do? So you could continue working throughout the evening. And I have. And do. Luckily, you've now got a podcast to distract you. Well, yeah. can't wait for my work-life balance going forward. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think, hopefully, people have got a better idea about who we are now. And that people know that I'm a budding, young Philip Schofield. And I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> Look at us. What a nice summary. <laughs> However, if there is anything else that you would like to know about us... We're an open book. Let us know. Okay, so in the final section of the podcast, um, it's now time for questions about the opposite sex. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Things you've always wanted to know. So we asked our friends to send in questions to us um, that they've always wanted to know about the opposite sex. So we're gonna we're gonna do a pick, and we'll do one each. So um, shall I start? You can start. Yeah. Okay. So one of our friends would like to know: Do guys always get pissed off? Oh, do guys get pissed off? That they're always expected to pay for the bill. Ah, interesting. Should they always pay for the bill? So I would say that back in the day when I was dating gals, um, I would say most girls were actually pretty chill about the fact that, you know, we should split the bill and that it's actually not fair necessary to always kind of assume that the guy is A, earning more or you know, able to sort of stump up. Or that he should. Or that he should. And I think girls were actually pretty good about it. But uh, don't get me wrong, it does happen quite a lot. Like, I've seen with friends and they're in relationships and the girl will just expect them to pay for everything. And I I find it quite a strange... Do you not think that they are likely to sort of work it out between them afterwards? Uh, Yeah, I I guess we're not necessarily seeing that. I was going to say, in a same-sex relationship, how do you decide who pays? Or surely... So nearly always, again, it would be split. But the reason why I'd say a guy is often a society seen as someone who ought to pay is because of the fact that, like, typically the guys are the ones who are working, the women are the ones staying at home, right? Yeah, that, traditionally. That's, that's, like, our gender norms that we've kind of all signed up to. And I think in a, in a same-sex relationship, you kind of have a similar thing where you've got, like, maybe the more masculine guy versus mm. the more effeminate one, otherwise known as top or a bottom. <laughs> um, Arthur or Martha. Will end up probably being the one who kind of stumps up. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would always offer to split. I, I don't have a problem with guys paying, but I would just think it's fair and reasonable that you split it between two people. And don't get me wrong, I've definitely been in situations where the guys offer to pay, and that's lovely, but I do feel quite uncomfortable about it. it not, I don't think I would challenge it, but I do always feel that it's it's my turn to get around. Or But uh, do you know, flip reverse, I have never had a guy or a girl Ever pay. Ever pay everything. For all of everything, yeah. It's always been me. That's really bad. Yeah. I have done in the so past... So lap it up. <laughs> I have done in the past when you're maybe a few dates in, and then I... Oh, well, I've had to insist that's very on different. paying. Because I felt guilty that they've paid for the first couple, and I've said, I absolutely insist If you're in a relationship, if you're in a relationship, yeah. totally, like, that's shifted. But I mean, if we're, like, on date one or but, date two... I'd even say date two if they pay for the last one I think it's fair that I pay for the second oh really but I have also had experiences where guys 
won't let me pay and it's almost like they feel it's emasculating that is ridiculous like that's all about like masculinities you've got to be seen to be tough and strong and brave and whatever and i feel like we should cover this in a totally separate podcast. Yeah. but like that in my eyes is complete bullshit like actually what's brave and what's strong is like being vulnerable or like opening up to someone or like showing someone your emotions or you know being really candid and honest like it's not about if you've foot the bill or whether you can run 5k under 20 minutes i mean don't get me wrong <laughs> both are pretty attractive um but like is that on your hinge <laughs> must be able to run 5k in under 20 minutes and i just want to caveat that i can't um <laughs> but like do you know what i mean yeah completely so basically to everyone listening split the bill Split it, split it. Thank you. Um, right, so in the in the true spirit of splitting, it's now time for my question to you. So um, again, question that was sent in is, why do girls wear thongs? Well, that one's obvious. Why is it obvious? Because you get a VPL. VPL. A visible panty line. Oh, okay. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you're wearing tight clothing, you know, you want to you leave something to the imagination. You don't want your knickers to be obvious. So why not just wear nothing? Well, going commando is probably not okay, is it? Well, I guess. I mean, what if you have a man? Give someone a, a nice treat. Yeah, if you're on the northern line in the morning, tube comes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Surprise! Not, not the best way to start the day, though. Is no, it? so I think that's I think that's a fairly obvious one. Okay, well, thanks. I think as a guy, you always just think about the awful wedgie that you must receive. I do think you get used to it. Mm, I just don't know if I could ever get used to that. But then also, we have bits in the way. Exactly. It's quite a different experience. Yeah, yours is like a sort of smooth landing strip down. Oh, right. Stop. I think it's time. <laughs> is it time to close? I think it might be time to end the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you like, rate, review and subscribe. And share it with all in capital letters, of your friends and family. Not even just your friends, just everyone you know. Just anyone. And we'll be back at you with our second episode where we're going to be talking about where we thought we were going to be at the age of 27. See you later. Bye. Bye.